welcome to the C3 Camden podcast. For more information about our church, please visit www.c3camden.church. We are so thrilled that you're listening today and we hope you enjoy the message. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Hey, why don't we stand for a moment, guys, if we're in the room. If you're at home, you might like to stand as well. Unless you're driving, that wouldn't work. But other than that, you might like to stand as well. Brian just prayed as our team were leading us. And before we go anywhere, I want to just stay in that moment just a little bit longer. We were thinking about how Jesus is the only one that can take graves and make them gardens. Jesus brings life from death. He takes bones and turns them into armies. He's the only one who can. I wonder if you have some graves, some things in your life that feel dead, some things that feel like there's no hope for life. Maybe it feels like they're so dead, the bones are so dry, there's no chance for new life. Well, friends, Jesus was dead in a grave, buried, sealed up, stone on the tomb, in the natural, no chance for life. But I'm so glad that we serve a God who's risen from the dead. I'm so glad that Jesus paved a way. Today, in this moment, I believe that some of us need a fresh touch of resurrection power, that fresh touch from the one who can turn graves into gardens. Jesus said, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. Some things in our life, they have to die, friends. We don't necessarily see the big picture. But when something dies, when a seed dies in the ground and is buried, it can spring to life. Some of you have got some things that are dead, and the Lord wants you to know today they're actually seeds. If you will allow God and water them with your faith and allow God to do something fresh in them, to breathe His life force into them, those things will come to life again. So I want to read, I want us to read a passage of Scripture and then we're going to pray and I'm going to read a bit more Scripture. I'll get you to sit down after that. We're going to read a bit more Scripture and then we're going to take communion and that'll be our service done. But just stay standing for a minute. I'm going to read... No, it didn't. No, it didn't. I think it was me. I think I bumped it. I'm going to read from John chapter 6, verse 47. These are some of the most confusing words that Jesus ever spoke. These words have been the cause of all kinds of confusion. Jesus liked to say things in cryptic ways, as was the custom for a lot of Jewish rabbis. Jewish rabbis are very good at uh, teaching through questions not through explanation, teaching through things that would cause us to dwell on the contemplate the meaning of those words, and perhaps no, none more so than these words, that I want to read them and then I want to talk about them uh, And before, before we pray for anyone here who may have some things in your life that feel dead that you want to see come to life. Jesus stood and he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats this bread, from the, the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread 
will live forever. And this bread, which I offer so the world may live, is my flesh. Then the people began arguing amongst each other. And they said, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and you drink his blood, you have no, eternal, cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. Who's slightly confused? Slightly confused. What was Jesus talking about? Well, you're in good company because these Jews were confused too. So don't feel too bad. Even the Jews in the culture didn't know what Jesus was talking about. So 2,000 years later, I don't think you need to be too hard on yourself if you're confused. I want to let you on a secret. I'm confused. And I'm a Bible teacher and I'm still confused. In fact, theologians have argued about what Jesus really meant by these words. Was he somehow uh, speaking of some literal thing that we would physically partake of his flesh? You know, but, you know, would we eat Jesus' flesh in some literal way? Because if you read that literally, that's what Jesus seemed to be saying. My, fle- my flesh, he said, is real food. He seemed to be indicating a literal. So there are people who throughout history have taken that literally. Or was Jesus speaking figuratively? As is often the case in the Scriptures when there is pictures of eating things, it's a picture of what well, we know, don't we, that when we eat something, it goes into our body and some, in some capacity it becomes part of who we are. It becomes us. And so throughout history, even in the Bible times, they understood that. And so could Jesus be speaking figuratively? That means to partake of Jesus, to believe in Jesus, to, to eat of Jesus means to dwell with Him, to meditate upon Him, to pray, to uh, spend time with Him, to to consume him, that that would be the source of life. And theologians much smarter than me have been arguing about whether or not Jesus was speaking literally or figuratively about this for 2,000 years. And I'm not going to presume to uh, tell you one way or another. I've tried asking ChatGPT and it's still confused. So I'm sure that there's still going to be confusion around whether or not this is something that is figurative or literal. But one thing I do know Whether we receive it and whether we take it as figurative or literal, there is a point Jesus is making here. And that is that anyone who believes in him has eternal life. Anyone who would partake of him, who would draw close to him, who would consume of the life force of Christ has that resurrection life available to you. And that resurrection life, friends, is what brings dead things back to life. It's what sets you on a path towards freedom. For his freedom, we are free, we've been singing today. In his freedom, you're free. So I wonder today, before we move on with the service, in this moment, are there some things in your world that are dead? Are there some dreams, some hopes, some moments that you've had in the past that seemed so alive, but for any possible reason, it seems like those things have died. It might be your relational stuff in your family. 
It might be like Brian was just sharing your financial world. Could be a job. Could be your spiritual journey. Maybe once you were close to God, but it seems like your your faith has died. Well, if that's you and you're here today, you're in the right place. Because you see, God gives us faith. We don't manufacture faith. It's a gift of God, it says in Ephesians. I wonder if there's any dead things in your world. Would you just close your eyes for a moment if you're in the room, just out of respect for those around you. And just in this holy moment, we want to wait for just a minute. And I believe, I've been praying before the service, sitting there, saying, God, would you bring resurrection power into this place today? Would you bring dead things back to life? I've been praying, Lord, turn bones into armies. If you've got some things that are dead, some dreams that aren't alive or don't seem alive anymore, I'm going to pray for you. And here's what you need to do. Just partake. Just eat of Christ. Just draw near to Christ. Just say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, I want to consume you, your life force. You took my life. You, you took my death and replaced it with your life. If that's you and you're here and you just need to touch of God's life, I would love you just to raise up your hand wherever you are, if that's you, in some area of your life, and you just need to see a touch of heaven in your world today. Or maybe you've got someone in your world just feel that maybe there's some people here who've got children in their world that they need to to see the touch of God on. They've got parents and loved ones in their world. Maybe some are facing sickness in this place. You need to see God move in their world. If that's you, just raise your hand up. I'm going to pray in this moment. And we're going to ask God's life to flow through you in your world, to your needs. Lord, we thank you for your life. We thank you that we have access to the tree of life that once we were banished from because of our sin. But in Christ, the way back into the presence of God, the way to partake of the life force of God has been available to us. Jesus, for our sakes, you died. And now, Lord, in your freedom, we are free. Lord, would you pour out your spirit on every person in this place, every person watching online who needs a touch of heaven. I ask, Lord, in this moment, right now today, that they would sense you, Lord. If there's someone around you with their hand raised, don't don't ask them anything, but if there's someone around you who's just receiving prayer at this moment, why don't you just look around and just pray for them? You don't need to ask them what's going on unless you know the situation, but just pray for those around you for just another couple of minutes. Let's, as the body of Christ together, pray for one another. Let's do community together in this moment. Lord, in this holy moment, this is a sanctified moment today. You said we can cast our cares on you because you care for us. 
Lord, we roll those burdens onto you. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, an open invitation, friends. Come and sit and sup with Jesus. Come to me. You're weary, you're tired, you're worried, you're anxious, you're unsure. Jesus said, don't stay away. Come, come to me. And Lord, you said you would give us rest when we do that. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Friends, lift off that heavy burden and give it to Jesus. Lord, I'm tired. I can't carry this anymore. Give it to you. Would you carry it for me? I can't, but you can. Thank you, Lord. Lift that burden. Lift that burden off us. Free us. From that burden. I just feel the Lord prompting me that some of you are carrying a burden of guilt. Burden of guilt for something you've done. Some sin, some poor choice that you made, and you've thought to yourself, God can't forgive me. God will never take that away. I've done too much. I don't deserve God's love. And I'm just here to remind you through the Spirit right now. Friends, there's nothing you could do that could make him love you less than he already does. And all he needs of you is just, Lord, I give that to you. I repent of that and I accept your forgiveness. I accept your life. Wherever you are, friends, his burden is light. His invitation is still, come to me, come to me. He will never rebuke you. He will never turn away from you. He will never say, that's it, you're done. You've had too many chances. I'm so grateful that Jesus is always extending his hand of friendship to you, to us. Will you reach out and grab it? And in this moment, experience his love? Maybe you've never really surrendered your life to him. Maybe you're here and you can sense him. You can sense something special in this room today. It's such a beautiful presence. That is the presence of the Lord Jesus. This is a different kind of service. Share a bit more in a minute, but we don't want to rush on. This is an opportunity for us to meet with Jesus. He's here. Maybe you've never surrendered your life to him. You've never made him your Lord. You've never handed over the reins of your life to Him. In this moment, I want to call you to do that. It's the best decision you'll ever make, friends. Young people, you can do this too. You can put Jesus first in your life. 
Those of you online watching, you can do this too. You can put Jesus first in your life. So while you've got your eyes closed, before we move on, I want to invite anybody that says, I want to surrender my life to the Lord Jesus. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Everyone had their eyes closed? I can barely even see you. I'll just see a silhouette of a hand going up. I won't even know who it is. Don't worry about that. It's really between you and the Lord. But I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your life or re-surrender your life to Him. Maybe you've done it, but life's journey has taken you away and He hasn't been centre in your world. In this holy moment, friend, you can come back to Him. So I wonder if that's you. If you're online at home, you can do this too. I'm going to pray a prayer. Lead us all in this prayer. If you're at home, let us know you've done that. Put a comment in the chat. Send us a direct message. Send us a contact us via our website. We would love to connect with you as well and tell you about Jesus and how you can follow him, help you in your journey. So while everyone has their eyes closed, is there anybody here in this moment, before we move on, that would say, Rowan, I want to just get right with God. I want to know Jesus in my heart. If that's you, just raise your hand up if that's you. Wherever you are, I'm just going to pray for all of us in this moment. I wonder if you could pray these words with me. Lord Jesus, I'm praying to you now. I know I need you in my life. I know that my sin has separated me from you. So I repent of my sin and I turn to you. Come into my life and reveal yourself to me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I choose to follow you from this day forward. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Oh, it's good to dwell in his presence. Bring refreshment to every heart here, Lord. Amen. You may be seated for just a moment. We're going to take communion and then we're going to be done. You're going to get an early mark today because I don't have any notes. That can be a good thing or a bad thing. Preachers, sometimes that's a bad thing for preachers. They say they don't have any notes and you think this is great. And then because we don't have any notes, we just ramble. So but I don't think I'm going to ramble today. We're just going to look at, like, I've only got four verses to look at. Hey, while we've got this up on stage, the calendar, um, we've had some great feedback from numbers of people about enjoying reading the Bible reading plan that is on the bookmarks. Do we have any of those bookmarks around anywhere? They are around. They're in there. If you did not get a bookmark, um, please see us over coffee afterwards and just ask someone at the, out there and we will make sure we get you a bookmark. We have two bookmarks, one that has the details of our liturgical calendar and all the themes for the year and the other one shows us our Bible reading plan for our current theme, which actually finishes next weekend. So next week we'll have more bookmarks for you all going well. I'm going to say that out loud so that'll force Kim to do it, but no, no, she's already designed it. But we will hopefully have some bookmarks for you for our next series, which will be this, uh, the talk leading into Easter time, can you believe it? And we'll we're talking about Lent and we're going to look, look at the person of Jesus and who he is in our life. So we'll have some new reading plans for you. We've had so much feedback from that. And look, just to clarify, the way the, the bookmarks work is that there's suggested readings, two chapters a day, one Old Testament and one New Testament, Monday to Friday. And Saturday and Sunday, you can catch up or have a day off. I don't care what you do with it, but you've got an opportunity to have 10 chapters a week 
And they will lead into those chapters will help. If you're reading those chapters, you'll be kind of in the zone for what God's going to do on a Sunday in our service. Our preachers will preach from those services. We might have prayers and other scriptures, readings from, from that week, all on that Sunday service. So get a hold of that. Ten chapters a week, two chapters a day, it takes you 10 minutes at the most. You're rough, on average, five minutes a chapter. Some a little bit more, some a little bit less. That's a simple way just to get on the same page with all of us and what God is doing. Lots of people have said that already that that's great, um, great feedback. And if anyone's got any encouragement or God's speaking to you about that, let us know. We might even be able to like, record a little testimony from anyone, a video of anyone that God's been speaking to. We'd love to do that. Or you can maybe even talk to us and record your own little testimony just to share how um, it's encouraging you. It was great to see that little testimony from the stories this week on our social media feed. Fantastic, saying how God has blessed them to be a part of this family. So, so that's um, what we're going to be doing with our, our liturgical calendar year that we're going to do here at C3 Camden this year. And in a minute, we're going to take communion and then we're going to close out our, our service together. And uh, I wanted to, uh, I, have, I have preached recently here about communion. And today in our devoted series, we're talking about being devoted to the breaking of bread. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, the, Luke, the, the, the writer of the book of Acts, his name was Luke, Luke the doctor, he described the birth of the church. Acts chapter 2 is where the day of Pentecost came and the church of Jesus Christ was born. We just sung about it. And the church of Jesus Christ was born and the Spirit lit the flame. Those words we just sung, straight out of Acts chapter 2. And then after all of that's happening, as Luke moves towards the end of describing the birth of the church, he chooses this verse, 42, we have it in our translation, to describe the values or the things that the church held dear to them. There's lots of things, lots of values that as a church held dear, but Luke chose four as if to say, these are like the four pillars of what it means or what it meant for the early church to be the church of Jesus. And he said there were four things that they corporately devoted themselves to. And that's what has been the theme of these four weeks. Next week, Pastor Edwina will be week four of this devoted theme. She'll be preaching on it. They devoted themselves to four things. The apostles' teaching. In other words, getting into God's Word, studying it, listening to it being taught and applying it to our life. The teaching, the Word of God. They have devoted number two to the fellowship or the connection or the community, living together, dwelling together in community. Friends, people say, sometimes they'll say, my faith is private. I would say, no, your faith is personal, but it's never supposed to be private. We need to have a personal faith in Jesus, but it's always supposed to be played out publicly. When we say, oh, it's just about my relationship with Jesus, I don't need other people, we're missing the point. They devoted themselves to community. That's why you can't exist as a Christian on your own. We need one another. Others need what you have. There is gifts and, and beauty and creativity in you that when you separate yourself from the church and say, I just need me and Jesus, everyone else is missing out on what you can offer. We need one another. We need community. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, number two, to the breaking of bread. That's what we're going to do in a few minutes, communion, having meals together. Most specifically, the communion meal, the communion emblems that we're about to partake of. That became central to the life of the church and has been for 2,000 years. This is a holy moment 
a part of a church service. And then next week, Pastor Edwina will close out talking about prayer. They devoted themselves to being a people of prayer, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayer. Four fundamental things that, that should make up the elements of any church anywhere. If we're missing any of those, we're missing something. Every church should be able to identify. We have different flavours and different ways of doing things, and that's totally fine. But we should be able to identify those things because I think the fact that Luke mentioned them tells me that there's some prescription there. There's something that we should aspire to. Are you with me? So in this moment, we're going to talk about communion, and then we're going to partake of communion together. And I'm not going to uh, preach a big sermon about communion. I did that before Christmas. So if you want to go back on our social media page, in fact, we might we might find the link and see if we can put it in the email. So you can go back and listen uh, back in about October, late October, I think it was, I preached a message uh, teaching about the history of communion and what communion was all about. I don't want to revisit all of that today. All I want us to focus on is that this bread and this cup that we will partake of in a few minutes time is a very important, sanctified, holy moment. And there is something very powerful about it. Something that for many years of my, and I've been a Christian for uh, 34 years following Jesus. And for much of that time, I missed the significance of that moment. I missed understanding how powerful communion was. And I think I've just received something fresh of that in recent times. I've discovered what Jesus meant when he said, if you will partake of my body, you will eat my flesh and drink my blood. You will partake of true life. You will have true life in you. And there's no way, friends, that a little wafer and a tiny little cup is going to do much to sustain your body, is it? It's not going to, you know, if you're living on that, you're going to get thin in a hurry. But I believe that what that signifies is a representation. It's a moment for us to wait in God and actually partake of Jesus Christ. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, let's have a look at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to read from verse 23. The Apostle Paul's commenting about Jesus on the Last Supper, the night he was betrayed, just right before he was executed. He gathered with his disciples all around him to celebrate the Passover meal, which was a, a meal that the Jews had been celebrating for the better part of 1,400 years prior to this time, signifying them being released from captivity in Egypt. And the Apostle Paul says, I want to pass on to you, Corinthians, what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until He comes again. I want to park on that last verse before we partake of communion. In fact, you, band, if you want to come jump on stage now, that would be great and get ready. What we're going to do in a moment is we'll have an opportunity to come forward and receive communion. I'll, I'll talk you through that in just a minute.
I want to park on this verse for a minute. Paul is commenting on this meal. And he's saying to the Corinthians, he's saying, I want you to know every time, every time you take this heavenly meal, every time you partake of the Eucharist, the communion, every time, you're doing something very special. You're announcing the Lord's death until He comes again. You are bringing the events of the cross from 2,000 years ago into this moment. You are dwelling in all that has happened at the cross as Jesus laid down His life for your sins. You're announcing that. You're proclaiming that into the heavens and you're proclaiming it to your own soul. It's to take up the meaning and the beauty and the richness of everything that Jesus has done for you into this moment. And not just into this moment, you're then projecting into the future until a day when Jesus will be resurrected, will be come back, come back to heaven. He's already resurrected, but he'll come back to earth again in the future. So the fullness, the entirety of Jesus' birth, death, life, resurrection. I got that out of order. Birth, life, death. Don't worry, this morning at the rule, I said we have to eat the cup and drink the bread. So I'm, that's that was worse. That was worse. We have to, but right in this moment, Jesus' birth, His life, His death, His resurrection, His ascension into heaven, and He's coming again. All of that, we encapsulate that, the power of that, the significance of that comes together in this holy moment. If you need life in your soul, if you need life in your body, if you need life in your finances, if you need life in any arena of your life, of your world, this moment is a special holy moment. It's an opportunity to partake of the life of Christ. When we take this bread that we're going to eat, it's just a little tiny, tiny little wafer, but it symbolises so much more than a little bit of bread. It symbolises the giving of Jesus upon the cross, the forgiveness of sins, the victory over darkness, the victory over sickness. It symbolises the life of Christ in you. When you drink this little cup, it symbolises the blood of Jesus poured freely to wash away your sins, to cover over all of your failings, all of your shortcomings. It's such a holy moment. If you need fresh life today, what we're going to do is we're going to partake of communion. 4.56, this is amazing, Pastor Edwina. You're going to be very proud of me. We're going to be done by like 5 past 4, 5 past 5, 5 past 5, not 5 past 4. We didn't start till 5 past 4. This is a holy, holy moment. God is going to do something special for you here. And what we're going to do, for those of you who are watching on the live stream, we're just going to put up a screen. We'll just say communion. We want you to participate. If you haven't got any communion, head out to your kitchen, grab yourself a bit of bread or a wafer or a biscuit or something and some water or some juice to partake with us. We're going to put up a screen so that those at home on the live stream uh, can still participate. But we want to also create safety for those of you to come forward, that you don't feel like you're out there on the live stream world. We know that not everyone feels comfortable with that. So just rest assured your face or the back of your head or whatever will not be seen on the screen out there. And Kim, who's are you Are you guys doing this? Is Kim doing this? Fantastic. So Kim's going to come and stand at the front. I wonder if we could just stand where we are. We're going to go a little bit old school with our communion today. Sometimes we hand it out to you. 
But today's a little bit different. In fact, Kim, why don't you stand right in front of the screen right there? That's it. Perfect. Then people can come down the aisle. And if you've ever taken communion in maybe a more traditional church, you might be familiar with this form of taking communion. We don't want you to rush it. We want you to take your time. Savour the richness and the holiness of this moment. Don't just open up the cup, scoff it down and walk back. Allow the life of Christ to come into you. Allow the richness of Christ's body to nourish you, to sustain you, to give you what you need so that you can go out into your week empowered to live for Him, empowered to show kindness to the world, empowered to respond with grace, empowered to be ready to give an explanation for the hope of Christ to anybody that asks you, as Peter says. So take your time. You don't have to come forward if you don't want to. But I would invite you to just come forward, receive the cup, and then you can just make your way to the side and and across the front and whatever you want. Our team are just going to lead us in some worship. And when you're ready, partake together. Partake in your own time. Understanding that it's a personal thing, but it's also a private thing. It's also a public thing, not a private thing. It's a public thing. I'm really starting to get tongue-tied. It's getting late in the day. It's a public thing. So we are partaking and identifying with Christ and with His body and with all believers throughout history. Every believer today in every church around the world that is taking communion, every believer throughout history, you are identifying, see yourself as sitting at that Last Supper. That's what Paul wants you to get. You're sitting with Jesus at that Last Supper and He's saying, hey, take, this is my body given for you. This is the new covenant in my blood. So take your time. And if there's a bit of a queue, it'll be just like being in an Anglican church or a Catholic church. You can just wait until there's room and then come forward. So maybe you can come down the center aisle and then maybe go back up the side aisles. Does that work? That'll just create a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of a flow. Okay. Our team are going to lead us in your own time as you're ready to come and receive communion. You can bring your kids forward as well. As you're ready, come forward and receive communion as our team lead us. Thanks listening to this week's message from our church. We pray that you feel empowered by what you've heard today. We hope that you can stay connected by following us online. You can find us at C3 Camden on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or visit our website at www.c3camden.church. You always will be.